0: Happy New Year, Erica!
1: Happy New Year, Stephen!
0: Because it's New Year's. They actually did mention New Year's last episode. I was wondering if they mentioned New Year's or not, and they had a New Year's thing in episode eight, volcano, which was broadcast on January first, nineteen sixty-six.
1: Yeah, I was I was making a joke about that actually, just as you were putting it in the DVD player and being like, "Oh, so is this the uh, is this a New Year's episode?" Since we just had Christmas, and and then it totally was.
0: I forgot about that I knew there was a cricket scene Briefly In the cricket ground But I didn't remember The New Year's Eve scene I didn't remember When The Monk Made his return But the Monk Made his return How did you When you listened to this The first time Three years ago now Mm -hmm. Did it surprise you That the Monk was back Or did you know About it already
1: I can't remember Yeah I don't know Maybe I knew Maybe
0: i'm trying to think when you saw the time meddler for the first time for verity purposes was it
1: i saw the time meddler before verity oh. so i already knew of the meddling monk gotcha. and i don't know i feel like i probably must have heard on podcasts that he came back mm-hmm. probably yeah i don't know
0: i sometimes forget about the fact that he comes back because we always talk about the time meddler but here he is here Written by his original creator, Dennis Spooner, and as I see more of him, or hear more of him, I guess, he reminds me even more of a certain second doctor, whose character was outlined by one Dennis Spooner, Mm -hmm. (laughs) as as you get very, very sleepy.
1: I'm I'm trying really hard to stay awake. Usually when Steven says, oh, do you want to watch another episode? (laughs) If I'm really tired, I say, no, let's just do the podcast. And then I'm able to do the podcast and it's fine. Mm-hmm. This time I thought, well, I'm really tired, but I'm, I'm so enjoying this story. Yay. I wanted to keep going. So I said, okay, I'll give it a try. You might have to keep me awake. So, you know, he kind of poked, poked me in the knee a couple of times. I, I did not fall asleep. My eyes didn't even close or anything. Nope. But that was about all I could do. And I said, you know, I don't have a lot left for the podcast right now. I'm legitimately having my eyes closed through most of this because that's just the kind of night it is <laughs> I can confirm this
0: it's been a busy mm-hmm. night um between, between the two of us mm-hmm. we now have four parsec awards to our name mm-hmm. five if you count last year for the incomparable for you
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I already have a little parsec statue from last year because the incomparable one which was wonderful and exciting and they won again this year which was really which is really awesome because everybody on that uh, on that network works really hard. You know Jason especially so that's cool so yeah so I'll be getting a statue for that and then Verity actually won uh in the category we were nominated for so Mm -hmm. get another another little trophy for that and then Uncanny Magazine podcast won which is Steven and me uh yeah so in addition to our two Hugo Awards that are on the way we'll have a total of five Parsec Awards is that right golly gee willikers a
0: crazy couple of weeks, isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really has. We we need to get some new shelves. I think. <laughs>
0: I I never I never expected to actually um win a podcast award, mm-hmm. and now I've got like no, it just never did. Maybe because it just never had, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been doing it for over ten years now, and mm-hmm. and I've i got like two, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. None of them for this though, not Lazy Doctor Who. no yet, yet. Maybe. This, I mean, I think we, if they have a category of best sleepy podcast,
1: we, we, we might, might win. We might win that one. I did submit for Lazy Doctor Who yeah. this year. Yeah, in the best new podcaster team category. Uh, Although, I didn't know for sure if we qualified for that since we're, we are a new podcaster team as of this last year, but we're not new podcasters. Um, and then also the, the fan or news podcast specific because we are a specific Doctor Who podcast. Yeah. And there were two Doctor Who podcasts in that category, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. It was Verity and another one, which was the TARDIS Interruptus. Yeah,
0: I think that's the one. Gallifrey Interruptus or TARDIS Interruptus? TARDIS. TARDIS.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, yeah, congratulations to everybody that was nominated. It was It's very cool to win, but slightly emotionally exhausting to be like, whoa, that's a wow like I just kept kind of going (laughs) and then you know getting thanks from everybody on Twitter which was wonderful and then you know trying to favorite those and respond and process everything and emails going back and forth saying oh my gosh congratulations guys yay I love you you know there's a lot of lovey-dovey emails going back and forth so so yeah it's been it's been a good day I'm like a warm fuzzy tired and mm-hmm. I made homemade chicken stock and I just drank like a giant mug of it and it That's had, you know, just, just a little bit of onion and some celery and garlic mm-hmm. and peppercorns and bay leaves in there. Mm-hmm. So it was delicious and just, you know, all that warmth just hit my stomach as I was watching Doctor Who and I enjoyed it very much, but it everything, it's just like, it's all one giant ball of happy, happy Doctor who it's hard for me to think of specific things tell me something specific
0: well um cricket the cricket yeah the the cricket thing um we're two commentators one of them australian talk about uh, the tardis landing on the field and then departing
1: so blase just so matter of fact oh there's the thing then this is gonna affect things because of the time and then nope it's gone again so that was only two and a half minutes here here we go again
0: I'm sure it was probably some joke about cricket commentators from 1966. That um,
1: if so, it, it doesn't it doesn't carry over anymore because believe me, at this point in my life, I know what cricket commentators <laughs> sound like. I can be in the kitchen and know what yeah. sport is being watched just based on the sound of the commentators, and not not necessarily what they're saying, just the sounds of their voices and the way that they talk.
0: Especially the Australians, they're a little more animated when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. the cricket.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's a different world now than it was in 1966 <laughs> cricket, I guess. Yeah.
0: That was a test match that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're probably in the last day, well, the fifth day at Lords. there, probably between Australia and England, and England needed 78 runs in the last mm-hmm. 45 minutes of the day. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Tall order for the mm-hmm. – wonder. I wonder who won. Mm-hmm. I think we need some big finish or some – <laughs> Some fanfic to finish how England did that day at
1: i'm It's probably out there somewhere. Yeah.
0: Then where did they go? They went to, um, they go to Tygus after that, or do they go to New Year's Eve?
1: New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, I think, maybe. I
0: can't remember now what the order of thing was. The Daleks get their own little time machine now. That's kind of cool.
1: That's not new. The Daleks had their own time machine in the Chase.
0: <clears throat> Did it sound like that though? I think it's a different sound effect.
1: Um, maybe I—I I guess I didn't notice the sound effect. I think before it was just the regular Dalek ship sound effect, but it looked very similar because it had the swirly things on the wall, and I don't Go think on. it's set up. I don't think it's set up exactly the same way it was in the Chase, but uh. uh but yeah, it was, you know, it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside, just like the Doctor's yep. TARDIS. And, you know, I, I'm I convinced that just off screen, there's that little room where they can build robot Android things, which <laughs> thank goodness they're not doing that in this episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it's there. The, they have the functionality should they decide they need it. Maybe, you know, had things gone differently, maybe they would make a meddling monk uh, Android for some reason.
0: For, for no reason. Of course, we don't know what the pictures look like anyway, so those might be approximations oh, of yeah. what it might be looking like. Yeah, because we're in the um, we're in the dark days of recons right now. Mm-hmm. I want to reassure you though that because I was doing some read up reading up on telestaps last night, because that's what one does on a Saturday night.
1: Mm-hmm. We uh, know how to party. Yep,
0: yeah. uh, and because John Wiles, the producer at this time, didn't want to spend the money to commissioned these telesnaps, he never had any made, so there are no telesnaps for Dalek's master plan or the next three stories, one of which exists, so we don't need to worry about that, but after that, there are telesnaps for every single missing story apart from one, which is the Space pirate. so we'll be okay, it'll be better now. So we're we're getting through this. I'm really pleased for you, by the way, that you've actually managed to sort of power through mm-hmm. this uh, missing period of Doctor Who uh, as well as you have.
1: You know, I do have to say that I think that just watching Reconstructions is tough, and that right. is something that I stand by. And actually just listening to the audio is 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 better it's good because you get the the linking narration mm-hmm. that's a that's a very important facet but really putting those two things together like we have here is the I think for me, the ultimate way to watch these missing episodes, any, any recons that actually use, and I know they're not really supposed to for <laughs> rights reasons, but uh-huh. use the BBC released audio with linking narration by whomever, in this case, it's Peter Purvis. I think that's just, that's great. Cause it gives you something to look at something that you can see. And so you get a little bit of a hint of, you know, even if it's just what the people's faces look like as a reminder, Mm-hmm. So you get that, and um, occasionally, like this one has has still had a few things pop up on the screen, stage direction type things, which are usually pretty much just the same things that Peter Purvis is telling us in the linking narration, but it's it's nice to have a little extra. Although in one case, it contradicted. Mm-hmm. It was pretty interesting. It was when um, Sarah Kingdom and Stephen mm-hmm. are tied up in Egypt, and uh, she manages to get some broken pottery and is sawing at some of the ropes behind them. Peter Purvis's linking narration says that she is sawing at Stephen's ropes to get Stephen free, and as soon as she gets him free, he unties her hands. The text on the screen from the reconstruction says that she saws the ropes off of her own hands and as soon as she gets that free she unties. Steven. So my guess is that the Peter Purvis version is the correct way that things actually happened uh, since he was there and possibly even, <laughs> might even possibly remember. even remembers it um and that the recon version is just sort of taking a guess because you can't really tell from her dialogue what's happening um so they just assumed that you know if she's got it she'd be able to cut her own which actually i don't think is the smartest assumption because when you're holding on to something with one of your hands Mm -hmm. to be able to move your wrist around so that the sharp thing is actually cutting what's tying your hands would be much more difficult than actually just using it to cut at somebody else's rope so that's that's why i think the the narration is correct
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Of course, the both were produced independently of one another. So it's right. it's it's kind of funny when sometimes whatever Peter Purvis is reading mm-hmm. uh, matches word for word what the stage direction is mm-hmm. purely by coincidence. That's just kind of mm-hmm. funny.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe not purely by coincidence. I'm sure the linking narration was written, you know, to some extent using camera directions and so was- I'm guessing the reconstruction also was using camera directions mm-hmm. to, to figure out what was there. So sometimes it the matching up would be would make sense yeah
0: true i'd like a copy of all the camera scripts and or rehearsal scripts from missing episodes from the 1960s because we have some of them but it'd be kind of fun to have you know all of them Mm -hmm. i wonder if those are readily available and if i could find them that's my wish Mm -hmm. my new year's wish for 1966 (laughs) is to find these scripts
1: uh new year's resolution? Yes. Mhm. There you go. That's a that's a great resolution.
0: Mhm. I think so too. Um any any f- further thoughts the monk? Any any other uh, thoughts about the monk at all? Um you don't have to. No no pressure.
1: He still seems pretty monkey. Yep. Monkey. <laughs> yes, that was on purpose. Uh yeah, he's he's pretty would at the doctor for leaving him stranded, so he tries Good. to turn around and do the same mm-hmm. thing to the doctor and doesn't quite get it and um I do think it's funny that he's still dressed as a monk, because why, why would he need to keep yeah. dressing as a monk? But maybe he just sort of came straight there from where he was. Or maybe he just decided that that, you know, monk's robes are really comfortable, and this is you know, this new thing. So, yeah.
0: And he's even called the monk. Like, you know, he yeah. gets <laughs> like a self-fulfilling mm-hmm. prophecy.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's what they know him as. That right. he he never gave them another name to mm-hmm. use, so it makes sense that they are just going to continue calling him the monk because that's what they know him as. Mm-hmm. If he were to stick around longer, and you know, maybe eventually change his clothes and tell them his name or what he goes by, then that might make sense. I mean, mm-hmm. or it's possible that you know this be retconning, but since we know more about Gallifrey now. Uh, we could say that, yes, you know, the doctor became the doctor and the master became the master and this guy became the monk. So most of his plans centered around places where he could (laughs) land and wear monk's robes and be referred to as the monk just to make it, you know, that would be like if the doctor were to just go around and always land in hospitals all the time, (laughs) which he
0: sometimes does actually, to be fair.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, he gets half his wardrobe Mm -hmm. uh, from hospitals, it seems like. That's
0: true. I wonder if um, uh, the inclusion of the monk in these two or three episodes by Dennis Spooner is like a sign of Dennis Spooner going, "Uh, what do we do with this story? And he just sort of like was kind of grasping at straws and so reached back into the most recent story that he wrote and thought, oh, I can use the monk again because, you know, the Daleks are actually kind of not used much in these two episodes at all it's mostly the monk and the doctor which i find interesting
1: yeah i mean it does seem like there's not a good reason for the monk to show up right now it's just like he just happens to Mm -hmm. pop in at this point uh to make it extra wacky but i do think that it shakes things up a little bit in a way that it wouldn't if it was just the daleks coming after them every time you know then you just have to chase Mm -hmm. over again um so i i do appreciate that it makes it a little bit more I mean we've got this really epic story here it's going on and on it's 12 episodes so giving another sort of major player another major plot point in here I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think it does sort of help help keep it fresh and help keep it feel like it's moving you get a little bit of extra you know sort of machinations going on and some some drama because of of adding in another another major player
0: Mm-hmm. and eliminating one with trantis um mm-hmm. i don't know what trantis's motivation was there to think yeah sure I'll, I'll go i think he was sort of forced into the booth and then and then they killed him anyway that they mm-hmm. well we're trying to kill him we haven't told him that oh the experiment failed let's kill him anyway mm-hmm. that's it alex
1: that is that is Daleks. and according to what peter pervis and the um And the screen Mm -hmm. told us, I thought it was interesting, that Mavic Chen was pretty horrified by what he saw, just the callous killing Mm -hmm. uh, by the Daleks. And I'm a little surprised by that because you'd think he would have researched the Daleks to, you know, find out what they were like Mm -hmm. before he threw his lot in with them. But then again, as I was saying in our last podcast episode, uh, it's, it's striking me more and more that Mavic Chen is not actually the savvy character that he wants to pretend to be mm-hmm. um that maybe the power was was more behind the throne and now he doesn't have that prop behind him at this point and is kind of starting to flounder i don't know we'll see
0: we'll see in the next three episodes the first of which exists so he can watch moving pictures next time but that's not gonna happen tonight though
1: i am afraid not i yeah i would probably fall asleep mm-hmm
0: <laughs> You'd fall asleep if we didn't end this podcast In the next couple minutes
1: Well, you know, the microphone does have that nice Wind sock on it, which looks pretty <laughs> Soft I could work as a pillow I'm just
0: saying Before we do that, then we better Sign off
1: Yeah, we should probably Probably do that, because you know I wish I was more awake, because I'm sure there are other Really cool things about the po- Ah, shut up, truck Yeah, I know uh, noisy. Mm-hmm. Uh, about other things about these episodes, <laughs> yeah. like Egypt. That's right? random and and pretty cool. Yeah, like, that's neat. I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by the Egyptian stuff to start with, and I'm fascinated by the decision to just like that's where that's where this is gonna happen. And I wish that we had the moving pictures to see the Dalek on Egyptian soldiers battle and. And I wish we had the moving pictures to see Sarah Kingdom kicking butt. Yes, because, that's right. Yeah, and yeah, that just it was made very clear by both the narration and the on screen text that she was, you know, doing chops to throats and taking guys down and big old kicks and. Stephen was trying, like mm-hmm. that was like he's doing his best. And but it was neat that they fought together like that. And at the end, Sarah is like, "Hey, remind me to tell you some tricks next time." Like mm-hmm. you know, you were you were really trying. And he was like, "Remind me never to get in a fight with you." Yeah. And it was just, yeah, they they, had they a moment. Mm-hmm, they they sort of see see each other as as equals. But not equals in, you know, the particular skills. You know, she's right. got a certain set of skills, yeah. and it's not exactly what Steven has. But uh, but he respects her. He respects her fighting skills, and she respects his, you know, initiative and enthusiasm.
0: Mm-hmm. Very Emma Peel mm-hmm. or other mm-hmm. Avengers people who I don't know the names of, like Honor Blackman and stuff. You know,
1: kind of. Yeah, yeah we don't we don't we don't
0: really see the likes of a Sarah Kingdom for watch after this
1: no that's a real shame because mm-hmm. i think that's a character type that would have been fun to watch and important to watch like if you had a bunch of girls growing up watching yeah. doctor who with that character that stuck around or at least somebody like that to, mm. to sort of emulate that would have been um, a pretty cool thing i think for english kids
0: yeah all right i've uh i've teased you enough Mm -hmm. Kept you awake for far longer than you intended. Mm -hmm. So it's time to say goodbye. Good night. Good night.